0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. I'm your host, Jacobus Holloway, and it's a program on every Sunday morning and where we talk with the experts about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles, either from a Western modern medicine point of view or from a natural point of view. And uh, we touch on anything that has to do with spiritual health, mental, emotional, and physical health. And today, it's going to be one of those shows where a lot of these aspects will come into play. Um, as we are discussing things of health, the tricky part is always that people will look at this and uh, try it right away at home. And we, in a way, we support that very much because you should be in charge of your own health. On the other hand, if you hear things today that you have questions about, make sure that you do more research, talk to a professional of your own choice, and get the answers that you need in your quest for better health. So uh, it is all a path that we're walking, a path to better health, and uh, this program is hopefully giving you a piece of the puzzle on that path to find wholeness that you are striving for, for yourself or for your family. We have on the phone with us Dr. Miguel Lanzagorta, and also I have with me in the studio Dr. Gene Gilbert, who uh, has been talking to us several times about the health of our planet. But Dr. Gilbert is actually organizing this event, and... uh, I tell you, between the two doctors here, um, we could write a book just about their curriculum vitae because these people have done so much, have studied so much and uh, written articles and their, their experience in the professional field um being experts in what they do is unbelievable so uh <laughs> gene good morning to you well, good morning Jacob it's nice to have you with us and uh, we'll, we'll hear your voice uh, several times today but not we're not going to talk specifically about the health of the planet we're going to talk about uh, this event that's coming up this coming tuesday and uh, so let me tell you a little bit about dr lenz agorta um he is the director of medical outreach of the Sanov Medical Institute which is located on an ocean view bluff in Baja, California. Sanovive is a unique holistic center that successfully integrates modern medicine, alternative therapies, biological dentistry and psychological practices in an atmosphere of a five star European spa. Dr. Lanza Gorta is trained as a general practitioner, but his diverse credentials include degrees in psychology and primary school educator. He studies. His studies have extended anywhere from yoga to shamanism, from being a Catholic monk to studying the world religions and philosophy. He mixes metaphysics, visualizations, meditations, motivation, and prayer in with his medical practices and has had great success treating patients suffering from cancer, hepatitis, osteoarthritis, Parkinson's, and other degenerative diseases. All in all, Dr. Miguel Lanzagorta is an extremely well-rounded physician with a seemingly all-including approach to health and healing. He will be in Bozeman this coming week on Tuesday in a couple days and give a lecture at the Best Western Grand Tree Inn, this will be this, this coming Tuesday evening, so July 28th at 7 p.m. Registration will start at 6. And the cost of this very interesting lecture, which will be about two hours with a lot of slides and a lot of wonderful examples and great stories, will be just $10. For more information, you can call Dr. Gilbert here and uh, at 582-9034. 582-9034. Uh, but obviously, you can hear some of the things that we are... That he's going to talk about today. Yeah. So, Dr. Lanza Gorta, it is nice to have you with us. Good morning to you, and thanks for getting up this early because you're all the way in California area.
1: Yes, good morning. How are you, both of
0: you? Well, thank um, you. We're very, doing good. Very good, Dr. Lanza Gorta. Um, Dr. Lanza Gorta, uh, we had you on a couple of years ago uh, when you were also in town, and you have made Bozeman uh, part of your lecture circuit. Um, it is it's very nice. What I what I really have appreciated. Uh, talking to you in the past and which I would like to continue today is indeed your overall approach to health. It is not just uh, you look at really at the body as a whole. You're not just looking at a certain disease or uh, disorder and try to fix that symptom even though you have had that training but it is your own personal interest and all the other studies that you have done that have made you realize and pro, uh, the, the wholeness of the of the human being and, and, and therefore, how we need to approach that. And I really appreciate you do that. And, and, and hopefully, we can really dig into that today.
1: Very well. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now, the, uh, the, uh, one of the things that I think many of us forget when we look at the body as a whole is that we are built up by more than 75 billion cells or trillion cells. So there's a lot of cells in our body. And and it really starts with the health of a cell. And, and I think many people do not realize that within the cell, there is a whole society going on. There is a lot of activity going on in the cell. Could you help us a little bit with that? Uh, wh- what can you tell us about an individual cell?
1: Well, well, what is going on is this. In most of our medical training and the majority of our medical practice, as physicians, we are almost at the end of the, he- of the health process. In other words, we are sitting on an office, a hospital where the people arriving is people that are already sick. We tend to then look at the person and classify the person with a particular name of a disease. And that creates a lot of confusion because at the bottom end we have literally thousands of diseases. And then, by looking at the name of the disease, then we said, okay, we will apply this particular chemical substance, or you may have to go through a surgical procedure, or we may have to use something very radical like uh, radiation. But indeed, what we are trying to do at that moment is just trying to control an abnormal behavior that is happening in the body. Because when you use, for example, a chemical substance, that chemical substance normally has three or four different type of uh, uh, focus. One is either to kill a particular type of cells, let's say using an antibiotic. The other thing is is going to tight up the functioning of cells. Let's say you have a, a heart that is jumping all over the place then you put this chemical, and that will slow down the functioning of the heart. Yeah. Or you will activate the cells to a particular function. If the cell is no longer functioning the way it should. And another one, maybe you want to some level of prevention, like with a vaccine. So what what is happening is that um, when when we focus like that, we are forgetting that. All those manifestations that we were detecting that the patient is coming to us with those pains and aches and vomiters and nauseas and diarrheas and bleedings and weaknesses and forgetfulness and shakings or whatever. Yeah. It is nothing but the particular scream of a group of cells, and we seldom focus into, I wonder what is hurting the cell, and I wonder how to repair that cell before the cells start to die one by one until finally you lose a particular function, a particular gland, a particular system. Yes. And that is the difference between realizing that every single disease, there is one common denominator. And the common denominator, it is called cellular damage. Yes. When a cell gets damaged, It will scream. Now, every cell of the body screams on a different manner. Bone cell normally screams through pain. But a brain cell, depending whether it's a memory cell, then you start forgetting. If it is a motor cell, you may start losing motor control. If it is a heart cell, it will uh, scream differently, perhaps by misfiring or firing too hard, things like that. But overall, what we need to start recovering is the fact that every person that is arriving is arriving because there is cellular damage. And cellular damage is occurring for a specific reason. And we need to discover what is damaging the cell because those things are the aggressive factors that are literally killing one cell at a time in the individual, and over months and years, it will be catastrophic. So that is the difference between looking at an individual with the name of a disease versus overall saying there is cellular damage and the body is responding to this damage and that response is creating all these type of problems, and we need to discover the cause of the cellular damage. If you have a beautiful, healthy hair, it's because you have healthy cells producing that hair. If you have a very good functioning hormonal system, it's because there is healthy cells producing normal amount of hormones. If you have good, healthy vision, it's because there is some good, healthy cells. And I can go on and on and on like that. If you have good bone density, it's because you have healthy cells that are functioning properly and producing the correct amount of bone. Mm-hmm. When you start having osteoporosis, when you start having heart problems, uh, problems of memories, problems of muscular control, problems with the hair, problems with the nails, problems with whatever you wish to, is because there is cellular damage already going on. And it is not really the best to start putting chemicals or cutting the tissue out or burning the tissue as to be able to bring those cells back to functioning. And that is the difference between looking at the illness versus looking at the cellular damage.
0: Right. And the the interesting thing with this cell is that as small as it is and as many as we have in our body, Apparently, within the cell, it seems like there is a whole society going on with uh, the mitochondria and, and with enzymes and, and all kinds of stuff in the cell. And even between all that, what is going on in the cell, there is a lot of space. And so this space, indeed, can be taken up by toxins. And it can be taken up by uh, by things that we enter our body, that enter our body through uh, unknowingly uh, uh, a certain Pesticides, uh, other uh, other chemicals, uh, benzenes, uh, microwaves, uh, uh, stuff of that matter. It is amazing that in a small cell there is still so much extra space that can damage uh, the, the overall health of the cell.
1: Yes, indeed. It is easier to think a million ways of how to damage a cell Uh, than to really see the miracle of each cell that even against so many odds, it has in the DNA all the necessary resources to be able to protect itself, to do its work, to repair itself, and if necessary, to divide, to keep the system going. So really the miracle is that we are still alive and functioning after so so many cells are in our body, and there is so many aggressive factors. And uh, that is the beauty, particularly of the cell, that we need to understand the cell the same way as we can understand a country or a home. Yes. And uh, you can see that the cells have borders, which are the cellular membranes, and the same way as if right now in the United States in particular, there are people crossing in that do not want to adjust to the DNA of the United States, which will be, like, the uh, overall constitution, but if they said no, uh, this is no good, and we are going to destroy this DNA, and we are going to create another DNA, then at that moment you create the downfall, even of a country or an state, or even the house, because even your house has a fence. There is the protection in a particular moment if somebody just wants to go in there and do whatever they want to do in your home you call that perhaps a robbery yes and it is exactly like that
0: yeah <laughs> that's a that's a very good way of putting it <laughs> i uh gene did you have a question
2: no i just think that analogy is wonderful
0: yeah and it it, it sometimes make me real it makes me realize uh, Doctor Lanza Gorta, that uh when you look at uh, the, s- the shape of a cell and you look at um, um, how many cells we have in our body and then you look at the shape of the planet and you look at the moon and all the other planets, they're also round, they have a whole lot of stuff going on within them and you sometimes wonder if space as we know it is just one gigantic cell that is part of a bigger thing and so we are just part of the, you know, as we see within ourselves, we also see on the outside like you talk about the house and the country. And I, I sometimes see the same thing with the planet. The planet could just be one single cell in a huge body of space.
1: Yeah, you can, you can uh, look into life almost a reflection of a will within a wheel within a will. Yes. And, and it, it is like that. It's, uh, what you see outside is just a reflection of the way, it's just a manifestation of the way we are built and as we have transportation systems so the cell has transportation systems with proteins that you can call in the big buses or trains yes and you have telecommunications we do have telecommunications that you are talking about police uh, military we have the immune system and if you are talking about uh, parts that are repairing the body constantly all the time, we do have something that is repairing the streets and the buildings all the time. Yes. And you can go on like that, and even the cell with the, you can call it a central government, the DNA, and on the brain also the major uh, controllers. So the whole system, the trash collection and the arrival of food and the movement of waters and electricity, it's all within that, and it's a reflection of, of uh, our lives. And it is the same as in a society. The center of the society is really the family. The more the families are like together and function properly, the rest of society functions properly. When the family starts to collapse, then it's, it's the same on our body. And it's so fragile, the system, that all you need is one cell to shift the DNA and to become another type of DNA, not the one that you have, and to become a cancer cell. And all you need is one cancer cell living inside you that doesn't have the same DNA that is capable of destroying a hundred trillion healthy cells. I don't care if we call it a cancer.
0: Yeah, you're right. Proteins have a very important role in the cell and uh, they they are able, my understanding is they're able to go to move in and out of the cell wall to bring in nutrients and they have a very important role. Now, people have been working a lot lately with a higher protein diet with, um, you know, emphasizing more on the proteins and um, I would like to know uh, when we come back from the news, if you can elaborate a little bit with us on the important role that proteins play and what your take is on the, uh, on the protein, high protein diets that are being promoted so well today, if that is good for the cell or not so good for the cell. So I hope you stay with us, Dr. Lenzagorta, Gorta, that you can give us an answer on that. And uh, stay tuned. We have another exciting program to go with Dr. Lenzagorta, Gorta. We will be right back.
1: Okay, it's a very interesting question and quite complex indeed to try to answer, but uh, I can tell you this, uh, there are literally perhaps a million and one diets out there in the market, yeah. and each one of those diets is telling you, if you want to be the perfect man, the perfect woman, this is the diet for you. And every diet has the miracles on TV, radios, etc. In the books, you said, look at this miracle. At the bottom end, the true diet for you is the diet that your body is going to give the thumbs up to. It is not for us to say, oh, because this book says this is the diet to follow. Then I'm going to put myself right inside that book and start living my life that particular manner because each person has different genetic background and different areas in uh, metabolism, and you need to understand that in order to put a particular diet. Uh, People call us about the high-protein diets. Indeed, uh, high protein at the bottom end, we need to understand that what we are providing the body is not protein. The body doesn't take uh, the protein. What the body does, it destroys protein through the process of digestion, and he finished turning everything into amino acids. And it is the amino acids, the building blocks, that the body intakes, which obviously are needed for tremendous amount of things in the body, from repairing, from producing other substances, and on and on. The trouble many times is that we believe that it is through protein and mostly protein, that we are going to get the amino acids. And there is, that is the problem. The reality is that vegetables and everything that exists literally has amino acids building the particular food stuff that we eat. And as such, it is like, for example, uh, I don't know if you have become aware that uh, the strongest animals on Earth and the largest animals on Earth are vegetarian yeah that's right And then you have for example the horses with tremendous power you have also uh, some of the whales that are just eating use vegetables on the ocean you have the giraffe you have the elephants that can literally uh, the elephants pick up a, a whole part of a tree or whatever tremendous power and nevertheless this Animals that need tremendous amount of substance to keep on surviving and creating the same level of skin and bones and nervous system that we have, they survive out of vegetables. Because, again, the vegetables also have amino acids. Right. And, again, the perspective is like to say you have to eat a lot of protein, mostly in the form of meats. It is a misunderstanding. Because the reality is what people need to understand is you need your amino acids. And the amino acids can come in many, many forms. To be depending a lot upon animal protein specifically produces a lot of side effects on the body. Because our systems, anatomically speaking and physiologically speaking, are not really geared to be a lot of animal eaters. Because of the formation of our teeth, the gastric juices that we have, our colon and the digestive process that we have, we are mostly uh, vegetarian type of uh, animals. To be saying, I need to eat a lot, a lot of animal product, uh, the breaking of the animal product inside our body produces a lot of acidities and produces... A lot of substances then, then the liver and the rest of the body has to be dealing with, and, uh, and it's not really the appropriate function. So I will change the, the, the particular question and to say, do we need a lot of protein? We need protein because without protein, we won't be able to literally survive. But we don't need the animal protein per se. We need the amino acids. And so a diet that balances everything that exists on life, for example, nuts and seeds, then some fruits, some animal product, like one or two pieces of that, an egg or some butter or a little bit of uh, milk or uh, something like that, Um, some green vegetables, some non-green vegetables, legumes, and also some cereals and grains. Believe me that they will give you absolutely... Every fat that you need, every amino acid that you need, every single thing that you need in order for the body to take the raw materials and then build the proteins that you need or build the fats that you need or the hormones that you need and on and on. I hope that that answers the question.
0: Well, actually, it went way beyond what I had hoped you were going to answer. That was uh, was, uh, very good, very in-depth. And you're absolutely right. Um you look at gorillas which are pound for pound probably the most muscular and strongest animals and they're also vegetarians yes uh huh that's right so yes. um when we're talking about again cell health what are some of the causes in your opinion that cause damage to the cell and i i want to keep working on the cell because it is such an overlooked topic uh it seems that We always talk about arthritis or the heart or we talk about brain disorders and we see a lot of inflammatory problems these days in society, a lot of inflammatory diseases, uh, intestinal, gastrointestinal, stomach problems, uh, uh, dermatitis, arthritis, bursitis, colitis. Uh, we see all these different disorders but as you mentioned in the first half hour the the importance of the cell health individual cell health is very important and and so i would like to ask you what are some of the causes that cause of that that that, that create this cell damage
1: okay uh, cellular damage which is the cause of all the diseases and the response to the of the body to that cellular damage with inflammatory processes and on and on uh, that can be in two manners. Uh, one is a direct damage, and the other one will be the indirect damage to the cell.
0: Yeah.
1: On the direct damage, you have two, uh, three forms to damage the cell. One, the first one is trauma. If you traumatize a cell, let's say that you are involved in a car accident and something hits you, or you fall down, or uh, you hammer your thumb with a hammer, things like that, mm-hmm. uh, you produce direct cellular damage. That is trauma. And obviously a cell that is damaged like that, it may even die or may work at 80, 60, 40, 20%, depending on the amount of damage inflicted. Yeah. And that's why I was telling you, trauma produces disease cellular damage and damage produces disease but in our medical system unfortunately that is what we have to repair repair people's lives because trauma if it is for example something that mutilates your arm you can see on the military there is a trauma and then they lose the leg well we also use surgical procedures to repair the body but actually we are producing trauma because we are cutting a piece of the overall uh, things of the body because of the surgical procedure. Right. Trauma is also due to a venom. If You get beaten by a rattlesnake. Believe me that the venom has the power to kill the cell directly. Yeah. That is traumatic. And so we use chemical substances like chemotherapy that is still are a venom meant to kill but we use them to heal people. And also fire will burn the cell directly, and that is traumatic to the cell, and it will kill the cells. Right. But then we use radiation therapy, which is a type of uh, cooking the cells. So why is that we are using traumatic methods if trauma produces further damage that we call secondary side effects to try to heal people? because we are not focusing into trying to repair the cell and what the cell needs in order to survive. So trauma then is the first thing that damages the cell directly. Uh, The second thing is free radical damage. Free radical damage, every cell gets hit around 10,000 times by these little asteroids, if you want to call them, Mm -hmm. or this little spark of fire that comes out of your chimney and lands on your sofa, on your carpet, and could even burn the whole house. So free radical damage produces direct damage to the membrane of the cells. And the third one is oxidative damage, which is a form of free radical damage. The difference is that oxidative damage, oxidation of the cells, especially the fats on the cell, occurs when the free radical is an oxygen atom. Thus producing a different type of free radical damage that is still, uh, you can classify it as oxidative damage. Yeah. So those three things produce direct damage. Yeah. To to prevent that, obviously what you need to do for the first one is, is to avoid trauma. And to avoid trauma, for example, stop smoking. Smoking produces trauma to the cells of the lungs and eventually could destroy the lungs. So stop producing more trauma. The second, uh, the free radicals and the oxidative damage, then you need to take antioxidants because antioxidants is like the wash and the wax that you put on your cars to avoid that the salt that you put on the road when you have a snow or the heat of the sun or the dust will ruin the paint and it will produce corrosion. So I, that, I hope that that particular aspect is clear. Yes, and I don't know if I have enough time to go into the indirect damage. No, you're
0: fine. You're fine. It. Absolutely, I think this okay. is. Uh, you know, I I always enjoy uh, both you and I. We have a uh, problem because we go, we are from a different country, so sometimes we uh, we have the issue of uh, do we use the right words to uh, express what we want to say. But uh, I like your I like your play of words uh, very much. So <laughs> I I sometimes have the same struggle when I get excited. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have to say okay. you have a you have a very good way of explaining things, so I really appreciate that.
1: Okay, so from the indirect cellular damage, this is things that become aggressive to the cell over time. First, weakening the cell, then hurting the cell, producing damage to the cell, and then eventually killing the cell over time. Yeah, and the first one of them will be the accumulation of toxic waste in our body. That occurs because every toxic substance that penetrates our skin, breathing, drinking, or eating. Anything that is man-made chemical, there is around 75,000 man-made chemicals that are added to the food that you buy on the supermarket in the form of coloring, artificial sweeteners, artificial flavors. Uh, conservatives and other type of hormones to make the animals grow fast and fatter. Uh, you name it: uh, pesticides that the animal eats, uh, uh, fertilizers, fungicides, uh, and everything else that goes in there. Around seventy-five thousand chemicals. Yeah, they get into the food that we eat. They get into the all these colored drinks and with sugars and flavors that are not flavors, not sugars. Yeah. Uh, cosmetics that are very, very cheap that have conservatives that sometimes they are used to mummify cadavers, but we use them in a little bit to preserve a product that we then put in the organ of the skin, wow. we absorb it, and then it accumulates on the body. The things that we are breathing on the atmosphere, because they are floating all over the place on, as a smog, and chemicals that are released from the fabrics, uh, artificials, and plastics, and on and on, they accumulate inside the body, <clears throat> and the accumulation of those substances, literally some of them are particular venoms. For example, why is that the government is using chlorine in our water supply? To protect our health, because you put chlorine, and chlorine has the power to kill almost every living thing that exists on that uh, thousands of miles in, uh, of pipes, so that when it comes down to your home, is uh, good enough that if you drink uh, the bacteria etc is not going to kill you, yeah, why we use chlorine on the pools to kill every living thing that is on that pool so we don't get sick, but we forget that when we take a shower, the water is coming hot with chlorine in it, and the vapors are carrying the chlorine into our lungs, and the lungs are the most fragile of the cells that we have in our system. Uh-huh. But because we don't think in terms of cells, we just think in terms of lungs and the whole body, we don't understand that we are breathing in chlorine and that those small amounts of chlorine, they reach a very tiny little cell, and that particular cell may be damaged, weakened, or killed that particular day. Because it's one lung cell, we don't notice the difference. Instead of the government, for example, educating people and saying... There is this toxic substance and other ones that they are put for clarity of the water and for many things. Yin uh, can tell you much more about that. Uh, that they are in the water that we are breathing through the vapors. And instead of telling you, protect yourself from those, we are protecting you on the pipes. Now you buy a little filter for your shower that will filter the chlorine so the vapors will be clear and you are just intaking vapors not uh-huh. vapors with chlorine and other toxic chemicals. Right, And I can go on and on and on like that. The case is that those chemicals, they get inside. We don't have a computer system to tell us that chemical one plus two inside the body produces this particular damage. We don't have something about some medications that you don't give this medication with this other one because you can produce a tremendous problem. But there is not a computer that tells you 75,000 chemicals that are floating all over the place when they get into the body, what the combination and the ending result will be. And those little chemicals, although microscopic, they are for the cell as large as a boulder. For example, from a space, you don't see vehicles, but all you need is a little uh, Honda car uh, or a little. Uh, even a motorcycle to crash on the highway, killing somebody, and then you have miles and miles of backing up on the highway, producing tremendous difficulties all over the place. We don't understand that these chemicals, although they may be a small molecules and a small atoms, the cells are formed of molecules and atoms. And for those cells, that particular chemical is large enough as to produce a blockage of the microscopic passages of food, a blockage on the microscopic passages of trash, or a blockage or a venom, particular venom like chlorine, like mercury. For example, mercury. We see this in the hospital almost with 90% of our patients. They come with metal fillings in the mouth. And metal fillings, almost every dentist will say they are absolutely safe, and they are not you can go to the calgary university and look for a video there about how mercury is killing the brain cells and then at that moment you literally will run from there to take that mercury out because the metals have mercury Dr. Lanzagorta, what we're going
0: mean? to, Dr. Lanzagorta, we're going to have to listen to the news yeah. for a second, uh, but that is very yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I like to continue with you talking about the Mercury when we come back from the news, folks. Stay tuned. We will be right back with Dr. Gene Gilbert and Dr. Miguel Lanzagorta. Caller, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. You're on the air with Dr. Lanzagorta. What is your name, please?
3: Well, this is the egotistical slime again. Egotistical
0: I'm- slime. Yeah, I
3: was wondering if I'd be hogging the air if I ask a question about psychological attitudes. Well, here it goes. Just push your side and say this. Now, you were talking about how huge animals like the gorilla and the elephant are vegetarians. A woman was saying that to me, and she said, look how long they live. Look how how peaceful a gorilla is. So I, I ran through the Internet, and gorillas don't live particularly long. Certainly not the 100 years she was promoting Grillers are kind of peaceful, but if the male needs sex, he's willing to kill. Do you think food and what we put in our system have any influence whatsoever on our attitude and our
4: peacefulness?
1: It is possible to answer that. Um, unfortunately, I will have to go into electrical medicine and the electrification of the emotions on the human body as to make some sense out of the the answer. But But indeed, it is like... We as human beings, uh, you want to, we can be divided into two major segments, the biological entity, which is the body, the flesh, bones, and blood, and the biophysical entity, which is the one that we can call the electrical or the energy part of the human being. Because at the bottom end of things, anything on the universe is made out of uh, molecules and the molecules are of atoms and the atoms of subatomic particles, everything indeed is nothing but energy that depending on the sensors of our eyes and the ears, we detect as real and solid, but indeed they are constantly shifting in, pr- in front of our eyes. So every food substance that we eat, we had learned to look at it just from the biological point of view. How much protein is giving me, how many calories, how many uh, fats and things like that. But we don't understand also that when we are eating, when we break the molecules, uh, the union of the molecules, and when those atomic bonds are broken, there is energy that is released. And that energy in the universe of energy that we are produces by resonance particular effects on the body. And... um, uh, with the electrification of the systems, some foods give you more, let's say, a thermic energy versus kinetic energy versus neutral or magnetic or static or pulsating energies in the body. Uh, that's why I tell you it's a little bit complex. on the lecture I'm going to explain a little bit about the both aspects. But uh, but here, all I can tell you is that indeed instincts are electrified by something in the body called the biogenerators, the same as emotions and feelings on a human being. When we abuse a particular type of food stuff, or when we are lacking a particular food stuff, then we start developing problems on that particular line of electrification of the body. For example, animal products it will give you particularly something called the thermic energy. The thermic energy is when you have a positive line greater than another positive line. So what happens is that that particular energy will electrify some specifics on the body. For example, anatomically speaking, it will electrify the heart, the big muscles of the body, the genitals, things of that nature. Um, On the other hand, it electrifies the instinct of um, reproduction, uh, triggering how a human being has urges to reproduce. And in another aspect, it also electrifies the aspects of uh, uh, creativity and libido uh, that are part of the emotions. So when a particular person uh, goes through excesses of amounts of animal product, for example, three sausages and three pieces of bacon plus three uh, eggs uh, plus cheese plus uh, a glass of milk in the morning and then fish or a hamburger at noon and then another one at night, we can bring so much animal product that then by excess we start damaging some of those areas. And it will affect our emotions because on the, on the body, what we do to the body affects the electrical aspects affects the mind, affects the emotions, and what we do on the mind and the emotions affects the body also. So indeed, the eating of a particular substance, it will have some different aspects because of the electrification, not so much because eating meat or not is good or bad. It's just a matter of electrification. Mm -hmm. Imagine that every biogenerator uses different type of energy. One uses diesel, another gasoline another alcohol another one uh, gas butane and things like that but the tank only captures 20 gallons but you decide to add 60 gallons of gasoline well you will have a spillover of 40 gallons inside your body that can create damages electrical short circuits if you want to and if the if the uh, capacity of that generator is supposed to be the 20 gallons, but you only put one gallon, obviously it will start failing because you won't be able to produce enough energy to electrify those particular emotions, and that will bring you into an unbalanced situation. So I would rather prefer to stop here because I think we are going into another direction that is more complex and that uh, we will have enough time here on the telephone.
3: Well, let me just ask an abstract question. You can either uh go with it or forget it because it goes in that direction. I grew up an American, and as you've noticed, Americans are pretty touchy about freedom. Now, freedom is kind of an abstraction. Do you think that our love of freedom is touched by the protein we eat, or is that a, a more abstract? It would be
1: a... Yeah, it will be a tremendous uh, simplification and, and I really cannot answer that. All a right. human being is not just the food. A human being is also the moral values that you were taught when you were a little kid and that you adopted when you grow up. Uh, a human being uh, is affected also that uh, you are too skinny, too fat. It affects also your emotions, the particular job, your economic situation. Uh, the, the how you react emotionally to news and things like that, all those things uh, affect the response of a human being. To try to deal with freedom and lack of freedoms based on a particular diet uh, will be something that I cannot really get in there um, because it's, it's focusing into one particular thing of the multitude of things that affect a human being, all the way even to what you can call the will of God. So... Uh, mm-hmm. I will say better that um, uh, that we will we'll should stop here on that particular line because it's going to be very confusing and something that I am not uh, uh, won't be able to explain in all its capacity within this scope.
3: All right, let me bow out then.
1: Thank you, Daniel. Bye. Yes.
0: Have a good weekend. Okay. Bye bye. Well, I do know that Daniel uh, himself is very interested in uh, in in every aspect that you discussed today, Doctor Gorta. He is. Uh, uh, I know he definitely yeah. has a very deep spiritual uh, interest in everything. I, I think he was uh, just trying to see where wh- what effect it can have and w- what might explain some of society's uh, pitfalls. I would say uh, it, uh, one thing that we talked about uh, before we went to the uh, to the news. Uh, see, so yeah, I wanted to talk to you about the mercury and about the dental uh, dental uh, work. Yeah. But we have another caller on hold. Uh, caller, thank you very much for joining us. Your name, please, and how can we help you?
5: Yes, good morning. very interesting show this morning. My name is John. Hello, John. Yeah, I uh, in addition to everything I've heard so far, i'd I'd like to take it uh, maybe just one step further and ask if uh, if your guest has any evidence of uh, in addition to diet and and things that we take into our body through consumption, if there's any evidence of radio frequency radiation or microwave radiation, uh things that are bombarded through our bodies uh in an increasing level through the years. Uh stuff that's put out by just even your radio cell phones, microwave ovens. Does this have any effect or is there any evidence that there's any effect on on the human body as far as this stuff is concerned?
1: Okay, uh again a very interesting question. Uh it's going to take us a little bit in other directions, but here we go. It's like um uh indeed when we understand the body not as a pile of uh, blood and flesh etc but as arranged atoms atoms that produce molecules molecules that produce organelles organelles that produce cells and cells that produce organs and on and on we need to understand the effect of energy because again everything is energy the fact that our eyes do not detect a particular energy field but a machine does. It doesn't mean that doesn't exist. If they are like ripples going on the water, that obviously uh, those ripples may have an effect or so. The body, thank goodness, it has also an electromagnetic and gravitational fields protecting it. The individual cells, the individual atoms, as well as the body in general. And that you want to, you can call it almost like an atmosphere, the same as the planet. It's protected by a particular atmosphere and by a gravitational field and also by an electrical and magnetic field. And it's thanks to that protection that the Earth has that we are not literally consumed by the tremendous uh, output of the sun because that creates some level of protection. Mm. Uh, the same with the body. The body is protected, and because of that, the body can adjust to many, many of the abuses that we are giving. Some of the pollutants, again, are the electrical pollutants that we do not see, but indeed they are literally bombarding the electrical system of our body. As, as with many things, the pollutants we are breathing, the body has tremendous abilities and capacities to adjust to it. But overall, it's just part of the overall toxicity levels of the modern society that we are living. The beginning of a science that is discovering, but still hasn't been able to look back and to join and marriage nature with the science. Right now, it's still this division where science is perfect the way it is, disregarding the effects of nature. Eventually, with time, I don't know if it will be 10, 50, 100 years, nature will turn back and then will be forced by nature itself to start looking at nature and adapt the technology as to protect our lives. So that electricity, there are many studies that you can go into the Internet and find out. But with many studies, somebody will tell you, yeah, these frequencies are bad, and somebody will say well, that testing was not done properly and it is false. And um, because it is so difficult to really grasp with your physical eyes and the effects that it may be having electrically speaking, then it's difficult to answer. There is 100% proof. Uh, so indeed, for, from us at San he does have, that's why Dr. Wayne, when he founded this hospital, he even protected the cables as much as possible because it's not really possible against electromagnetic frequencies uh, because he understood the effects of electricity and the more natural a place could be then the better it is, is for the body's energies to move through that's why sometimes even just natural cotton and silk are better for the body because energy flows freely the same as shoes that may not have plastics under that disconnect you from the gravitational fields of Earth um, uh, uh, or the electrical fields of Earth. Uh, that's why the more natural we can be on our ways, the easier it is for the body. Otherwise, the body looks alternatives, but obviously it taxes our systems. John. I don't know if that would be acceptable as an answer to you guys or what you would expect. Well,
0: I, you know, I know we're coming closer to another uh, news uh, interruption. But, John, have you ever heard about the work of Dr. Hans Jenny, the Swiss scientist who uh, did some research in the uh, late 40s, early 50s, with uh, with the development of what is called an oscillator, where he was able to, to, to change sound into frequency... And then what he would do is, so he had a bunch of machines hooked up and he had a little metal plate about a couple inches above an oscillator, which transforms sound into frequency. And then he would put flour or water or milk or paste or oil on top of that little plate. And then as the frequency changed, the shape of the product would actually change. Have you ever heard about that?
5: Uh, not really, maybe in the vaguest sense, but...
0: What I want to do, John, because we have to cut out over here, uh, maybe when we come back we can highlight it a little bit, or if uh, uh, Dr. Lanza Gorta is not going to be here for the third hour, I don't know yet, uh, then I can explain a little bit more about it.
5: Sure, I appreciate that. Thank you. It, it's just uh, something, you know, uh, to add to our plate of things we're already so concerned about, but it, it is alarming. You know, I, I have
0: to I have to go, John, but oh. uh, we'll, we'll be back. Thank you much. Okay, thank we'll be you. right back, folks. Uh, Dr. Lanza-Gorta, we were talking a little bit ago about the effect that mercury has on the body, and I think for a lot of our listeners – Um, we understand that mercury is indeed a a, a toxin that has caused all kinds of neurological damage. Um, Sanoviv Medical Institute actually has dentists on board who are working to remove amalgam fillings out of the teeth. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, uh, I was telling you that it would be a good idea for your listeners to go to the website of Calgary University because they do have a video there with experimentation of how mercury, very small amounts, within 30 minutes, it can literally destroy functioning of a neuron, a brain cell.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And because, yeah, because of that, part of the physical evaluation that we do in every single patient is to see how much mercury are they releasing from their mental feelings. Uh, and it's very easy to do. We have an equipment to detect mercury vapors. And all we do is brush the teeth of a patient for around 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Then we put an, a straw on the mouth. We soak the air out with the machine. And the machine reads how much mercury vapors are coming out of that particular feeling.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And with that, we have an idea if that is active And depending on how many they have, what is the amount of damage? Because those vapors go straight into the brain. And as you will see on the video at the Calgary University, um, they are destroying one cell at a time of the nervous system. And the damage is very similar to the damage that you see on people with multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and illnesses like this. So when we are going to treat a patient here, we look. To see if they have, we have equipment to detect heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, um, aggressive factors like mercury or so, that they are in the body and that uh, they are literally killing one cell at a time until finally the person starts shaking and then they say, Oh, you have Parkinson's. It is not Parkinson's, it is cellular damage. And the sooner you can detect what is Killing those cells, and the sooner you remove the aggressive factors, it will be easier for the person to reveal the cells that are still alive, but they are already malfunctioning. When the person waits so long trying to control the functioning of the brain with another chemical substance, but not with the nutrients and the protection that the cell needs, then eventually you will lose that particular function of the brain and then the patient totally goes down on you. So that's why uh, one of the things that we do while diagnosing a patient is to see, let's see your toxic load, which I was telling you is the first one of the indirect ways that the cell gets damaged. Mm. The second thing that damages the cell indirectly, it is uh, malnutrition. Uh Uh-huh. Mal- malnutrition is very much what you have, let money for the society or for your family. Uh, what will you do if tomorrow in your lottery you get $50 million? Well, believe me, that you will transform your life instantaneously. You will <laughs> perhaps destroy the home that you are living in and build your palace. Uh, you will get, uh, instead of rags that you may be using, you get the finest of clothes. And you will repair every single thing that you want to preserve the car that you have because it's an antique. Well, it's the same with the cells. When the cells do not have the micronutrients that they need, and by micronutrients I am talking about the little amounts of calcium and potassium and magnesium and everything, iron and everything that the cell needs and phosphorus, etc. Then that cell goes into disrepair. It's very much like the government here in Mexico. Some cities, they don't have any money whatsoever. And believe me, the streets are full of holes. There is dirt all over the place. The houses are all run down, things like that. Why? Because people do not have the resources to keep on repairing their vehicles or their homes or everything. It is the same for the cell. The cell doesn't have the micronutrients through good nutrition. It will go into disrepair. Disrepair, medically speaking, is weaknesses. Uh, uh, chronic degenerative diseases, and eventually the collapse of the whole building because it's already in total disrepair. The, so that's why, against toxicity, you need uh, you need detoxification programs. Against lack of nutrients, you need to take micronutrients. That's why, from Dr. Wenz's perspective, the products that he designed called the essentials, they include the micronutrients and the antioxidant protection that we talk about because of direct cellular damage. Now, the third thing that damages the cell directly, it is also when the cell loses the energy and it doesn't have enough energy to defend their borders or not enough energy to produce, um, uh, like to move the sodium and potassium pump or to produce whatever it needs to produce. So uh that normally the loss of energy occurs when the two major fuels of the cell are of the uh, of the energy they are not available to the cell one of the fuels being glucose when we take a uh, trashy diet and our blood sugar goes sky out and then plumps into nothingness and we are hypoglycemic or a person that is diabetic that cannot bring the glucose into the cell, then at that moment uh, the energy is lost Mm -hmm. and tremendous consequences occur for the 100 trillion cells. Also, the other fuel is oxygen. When our lungs are damaged already because of chemical substances or smoking, when we are anemic and we don't have good enough hemoglobin to carry enough oxygen, when we are shallow breeders into, instead of deep breeders. When we uh, have uh, problems of the blood vessels like arteriosclerosis and the blood is not circulating properly or areas of ischemia or tension that doesn't allow for free flow of nutrients, the, ener- the oxygen collapses and then the energy collapses. The consequences are catastrophic because when the energy collapses, you don't have enough energy to move little pumps that are, for example, called the sodium and potassium pump that is supposed to be keeping the sodium out of the cell and the potassium into the cell. Mm -hmm. When that pump starts to fail, you accumulate sodium. Sodium attracts water. The cell gets into an edema or gets floated, and that produces even further lack of energy. The cell starts to asphyxiate, And at that point, it triggers triggers another system that is the anaerobic system, and that produces lactic acid, and the acidity creates consequences for the DNA, collapsing the DNA, and damaging the mitochondria, and eventually destroying the cell. That's why a diabetic person finishes with problems of the heart, the liver, the kidneys, uh, Circulations, the muscles, the nervous system, and everything, because the cells can no longer be alive. Wow! And that is the third thing that eventually damages the cell indirectly.
0: Good morning, caller. Uh, what is your name, and how can we help you?
1: Hi, it's Maxim calling. Hey, Maxim. Hi, Jakovets.
4: Doctor Miguel. Hello hi, there. Hi. Yes. I, how are you? I'm. I'm. I could be doing better. Um, but I really enjoy the way you graphically describe systemic failure. And you were talking also about the necessary ingredient of oxygen. And you were talking about the horrible disease that I have of smoking. And I can't quit smoking in the next month or two. But I know that I'm damaging my lungs with free radicals and, of course, the direct impact of nicotine and all the other chemicals. So I don't need a lecture on quitting smoking. What I could use, though, is some suggestions on what I could do to uh, cut down on the damage that's happening to my lungs and possibly restore some of the lung cells that I have been damaging.
1: Yes, uh, very well. Uh, As as with everything, uh, for some individuals it's extremely, extremely difficult to be able to get out of the particular habit of smoking. Uh, some feel better by saying this is an illness, or perhaps there is even a generic uh, um, uh, situation there that is pulling people into this particular type of behavior. But sometimes those type of mentalities also what they are in is taking <coughs> your capacity as a human being to have free will and the willpower to act upon, but willpower also, it is Uh, one of those aspects of our being that is not existing on the blue, that is uh, connected to your electrical system, and you need to activate it in order for that to function. Uh, Sometimes in order to let go of the habit, you need a very supported atmosphere where you can be on a place that somebody else has the authority upon your life for a moment and that you are not in a place where you can easily get those um, uh, things. Other aspect sometimes is the tremendous anxiety that we are living because of the stress on our lives, and we don't have enough nor um, nutrients for the brain to handle the stress, and then we start collapsing and we need an external factor to keep us sane. Or also, uh, we don't have the correct mental um, tools to be able to deal with the stress on life. That's why many times to be able to be on a place, let's say, like uh, San Aviv or another place like that, that you can be considered from all the perspectives that we have psychologists there, and that besides that the detoxification process, the nutritional process, helps the person to start feeling in such a manner that they no longer have the urges to be able to do so. But if you are in a situation that you said, I cannot move out of my place, uh, and I still hook into this, and I'm damaging my lungs, what can I do? Then you do the basic principles. During the lecture, I will be explaining all these things more. But uh, uh, start taking extra antioxidants. Start getting involved into some level of um, exercise program as to start... Uh, activating the lung capacity further to stretch the lungs and to stretch those muscles that will allow for the intake of more air and for you to feel better. Extra nutritional support as to give the, the, the cells is like having uh, a flooding on a particular place. You need federal funds to be able to help that place to rebuild faster. So you need extra nutritional support and some level of psychological type of support that you can obtain that will give you the psychological tools and the support to at one moment to say enough is enough, I cannot keep on hurting myself anymore, and then you move forward on that particular thing. But antioxidants, nutrition, a lot of liquids to be able to flush the system out, uh, even a good uh, uh, digestive fiber that will uh, keep on pulling the toxins uh, out of your colon so that you start bringing um, more cleanliness to your system. Even our home, a good filtration system so that um, the particles that come out of the cigarette and things like that, they are not just floating and getting trapped on the carpets and on the walls, but that you literally start cleaning them so at least when you are not smoking, you are breathing a cleaner air in your home. Uh, I hope that this gives you some a small amount of tools. That did. There's and one question know. I have follow-up to that. I agree
4: with everything you yes. say, and I appreciate everything you said. But I would like to know nutritionally what exactly should I be consuming that will help me cleanse my lungs from the toxins that I've put in, not just cigarettes but everything I breathe. How do I clean my lungs?
1: Okay, Jane. the cleansing of the lung will be through doing long exercises as to be able to exercise some parts of the lung that are not functioning when we are shallow breeders, as to be able with a deep exercise that you start breathing hard and you start uh, taking away some substances that normally we don't push out because of the shallow breathing. A specific foods, I don't go into telling you a specific this and that. Uh, because then the life of people becomes extremely complex. You need to understand, and if you happen to go to the lecture or ask someone that goes to the lecture for some of this specific information, will be uh, a balance diet like the one I will explain, or else going to the website that I have right now that I'm just building, that is www.drlanzagorta.com, Just like um, Dr. Lanzagorta, just D-R-Lanzagorta, L-A-N-Z-A-G-O-R-T-A dot com. And over there, you'll find a specific diet that is the one that I uh, like the best on this. You will get some tools for healing, and you can email me if you wish, and I'll be happy to send you more particular information. But overall, a good diet, digestive fibers, uh, um, the antioxidants, the micronutrients for the cell, the liquids, exercise. Overall, that is what is going to pull you out through, uh, through, and also some psychological support. The specifics, don't get hooked into this particular food is going to save me because smoking and the inability to release is not based on just one particular food that is coming to you as the savior. It is overall what you do, to, so for you to regain that particular strain and to say enough is enough, and that no longer is going to be the case. Okay, Thank, thank you very much.
0: Gene, you had something to say about
2: I that. I wanted to uh, let Maxim know that I'm here to help him address okay. that issue and network with him. Uh, and assist him as as an individual close at hand okay um, if he wishes to call me I'd be more than delighted to uh, to help him overcome what he's dealing with
0: yeah and 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 maybe then work with him on uh, like maxim says it is not that at this point that's his his question was uh, at this point i'm not interested in quitting a habit that I, I cannot quit i just would like to know what i could do to keep my lungs as clean as possible and i think that uh, dr Lanza gorta had some great ideas and i'm sure that you would have some great suggestions, and I, I, Dr. Lanzagorta, you did not really want to go into uh, into specific details, but um, you know, Jean, uh, like Jean says, also you know, Maxim, you should come also to the lecture and and see, yeah. uh, you know, uh, listen and yeah. hear what is being said. I think that would be great uh, this coming Tuesday night. But uh, you know, the, yes, the, the, go ahead.
1: Yeah, because uh, there is a situation that we need to understand sometimes. Uh, we are trapped in a particular situation and it seems very difficult to get out, and we are seeking just the little remedy in between. We continue damaging ourselves. For example, you can find a person walking on the streets that has a hammer and is hammering himself and is bleeding all over the place, okay? Yes. And you feel sorry for the person and you rush to the pharmacy and you buy uh, bandages. And you come to the person and say, sir, you are bleeding all over the place. Let me give you these bandages. <laughs> and the person says, thank you very much. And a month later, you find the person on the street with a box of bandages, bandages all over the place, and is still hammering himself. Yes. See, the point is not so much um, to say, what is the magical pill? What is the magical uh, aspect of my diet that will save me? yes Enough so I can keep abusing my body yes uh, the reality is to focus the person into said you know overall you need to do this focus on a healthy life the aspect of your mind that I was going to talk next straight or the negative mind
0: we have to go to the news folks we will be right back okay. Dr. Lanza Gorta, we do have another caller. Uh, Caller, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us today. And your name and how can we help you? Good morning. Hey.
3: Hi, this is Norma.
0: That sounds like Norma. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have a question for Dr. Lanza Gorta. Yes. Yes, Yes. go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Hi. I was just wondering uh, what you would say about the glyconutrients, you know, the eight vital sugars that have been scientifically proven, to restore our cellular communication and will allow the body to actually heal and repair itself? So you get right to the root of the problem?
1: Well, again, it is is like this. It is another one of the incredible aspects of the beauty of the cells. Uh, And obviously, the more we discover, and a scientist is developing, then we discover that uh, it's not just proteins or so. Now we are discovering that there is even the sugars,
3: mm-hmm. that they have a
1: very specific uh, uh, role in healing the cell because indeed we can get lost into the infinite amount of discoveries that are going to happen, especially that are happening right now and that will come along in the next 40, 50 years. Uh, from all the beauty of just the genetic material and all the information and how they are controlling the cell, uh, is going to be a fantastic situation for the uh, for the human. Uh, and and with that again, instead of focalizing, I normally try to pull away from uh, so 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 specifics uh, of a particular because when you start looking into the realities of life of a human being and. The simpler you can come to the person, it becomes the easier for the person to also adopt a particular way. Uh, those sugars have been in existence there since humanity, and they will be there until human is human. Right. Uh, and the body, with the raw materials that you bring, with the micronutrients that you bring, they know what to do. Right. And they know how to build them, and they know how to use them. And so to just observe this new information and to say, that, wow, what a magnificent uh, of all these things that we are discovering. It's just a miracle, each one of these cells. But then we need to go into our practical living and to say, I need to get the more whole diet that I can and the micronutrients on itself so that the cells will be able to get those micronutrients, will have enough energy that they can build Every single sugar, every single protein, every single fat, every single whatever they need, enzymes or, or hormones, etc., so they can be the healthiest cells that it can be. And and how to bring the electrical system flow. And indeed, it's, it's one of those things that uh, obviously you are involved in that, and you can see the miracle. I was reading uh, some books about it, and it's incredible all the new uh, avenue for healing that is coming to us through these discoveries. And for the overall individualist to say, organize your life. Don't be worried so much about, am I taking enough milligrams or not of this? Overall, take your diet, do your exercise, drink plenty of water, rest, have a positive mind, trust in God. And the whole body is geared... (sighs) Uh, As as Dr. Wentz told me once, he says, Dr. Lanzagorta, I have seen it thousands of times in the laboratory. We take a healthy cell, then we damage it in purpose with a chemical or a virus, a bacteria or so. Then the cell starts to suffer. Then we do three things. We remove the aggressive factors. We bring all the micronutrients and we remove the normal metabolic waste. And within the DNA, there are all the instructions already of how to repair the cell. And the cell will repair itself right. because that is the way that the cell has been produced. right? So focus into in everything and let the miracle unfold in front of you, whether it's through the sugars and the proteins and the fats or something else. Okay,
3: yes, yes, very I appreciate good. that very much. i'm I'm enjoying listening to you, and thank you so much. Thank you, well, Noma. Thank you. you, Norma. Thank you. Uh,
0: is there something else that you would like to share with us in the coming ten minutes about uh, some of the services that Son of Eve provides that uh, you are really excited about?
1: Well, for me, uh, from the Son of Eve point of view, the most beautiful program and very easy and accessible to the majority of people is the one that we call the three-day medical evaluation. Yes. During those three days, actually, it's a five-day program because it's the day of arrival, the day of departure, three full days of analysis, and four nights that you will stay there. Uh, That particular program is geared with a mentality that is really the, the only program of its nature that involves finding out where the cell is, what is damaging the cells, where your body is going and how to give you a program based on facts of how to revert the course that your body is following before the illness appears. And it's a program that within the three days, starting around six in the morning and then ending your day around eight o'clock at night, you'll be involved with all sorts of medical allopathic tests like x-rays, ultrasounds, bone densities, blood, saliva, feces, etc. tests. Also, All sorts of holistic evaluations that, although not scientific, they give open windows for us to study you from different perspectives. Then bioenergy type of functional testing that allows to see how the energy is moving through your body. And also, if you have heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, and on and on. Then you pass through the biological dentistry evaluation to check on your mouth and the Um, cavities and the um, um, bone structure of your jaw if you don't have cavitations or mercury, poison, etc. And then you go through a psychological evaluation to see how your frame of mind is to deal with stress because stress kills the human indirectly is the fourth thing that I was uh, mentioning. And also a fitness evaluation. And from all those evaluations, the whole team of medical doctors and health practitioners get together to study each one of the patients until we find out what may be damaging the cells, how to remove those aggressive factors, stop the damage, and then create a program to recover the cells that are not dead yet. Mm-hmm. They are just malfunctioning. So mm-hmm. that is the best program overall at San Aviv. And And um, if you want on this uh, few minutes, I just would like to finish with... Uh, the last two aspects of what damages the cell indirectly, which one of them will be stress, because stress, when there is a stress situation, whether real or imaginary, we prepare ourselves through the sympathetic nervous system to fight or to fly the scene of danger. Yeah. But by that, we tense the body, and by tensing the body, we literally collapse the venous system and the lymphatic system those trapping the trash in our system and blocking the, the delivery of nutrients. And that eventually, plus the exhaustion of our reserves, produces tremendous difficulties for the cells and the lack of energy and on and on. And the last thing that damages the person indirectly will be a negative mind. The belief system that we have adopted by the teachings of our family, our friends, our schooling, and our churches, and our society, and the TVs, etc., uh, that belief system could be a belief system that is producing negativity and fears and likes and illnesses in our lives, or it can produce the abundance and the faith and the love and the joy in our lives and the health. So when an individual... It's very important to remember that sentence. Whether you believe you can or whether you believe you cannot, either way you are going to be right. And if it is true that as we are thinking, so we are becoming. We are thinking every day four hours of TV commercials and TV news of all negativity and how we are going to be destroyed and how there is enemy upon every single person around us and how we are being invaded and the destruction is near that in itself will attract many of those things because we, as we are thinking, so we are becoming. Yeah. And uh, at Sanovi, we try to focus on them in telling them, if you understand <clears throat> who you really are, that you are indeed a beautiful child of God and that God is always with you and without God, everything is possible and that you understand those principles and that when two or more people get together, the presence of God is there, and that presence has the power to transform everything in our lives, from our bodies, our emotions that may be negative, from the negative habits that we cannot get free, from the illnesses that we are dealing with, the lack of money that we have and that doesn't allow to progress. All that is possible, and that's why we include all those things when a person comes to San Aviv. All those things that I mentioned from the the three direct damages from traumas, uh, free radicals, and oxidative damage to the five indirect damages, uh, that is uh, lack of nutrients, lack of en- energy, uh, toxic waste, uh, stress on life, and the negative mind. All that is included to reverse the damage to the cell and to bring a healthy living to people.
0: Well, uh, that is very well put
2: that <laughs> is as complete as you can be. <laughs> yeah. Brings a real balance into the whole process.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, and without that, obviously, <clears throat> we are a hospital, and we are medical doctors, and we have a specialties, and we can call the same as an oncologist, a surgeon, if we need to do a surgery. Uh, we can bring a gynecologist, a pediatrician, a neurologist, whatever, and have the two legs of medicine, the allopathic system with all the science and the power of the diagnostics, and emergency treatments and we have all the power of herbology homeopathic medicines and many other natural things
2: it's the most complete and unusual hospital in the world having been there and and gone through the three-day body assessment uh, they don't treat you unless they find something to treat
0: what about, uh, can you tell me something about the cost, uh, Dr. Lanza Gorta? What are we looking at? Yes,
1: uh, by I, by only, the three-day evaluation will be around $3,750. Actually, they give a 10% discount to the people that attend to the lecture, so it comes around $3,500. Okay. But what is included there will be, uh, you are right to San Diego, California, The taxi from the San Diego airport to the hospital, which is like an hour drive, is included. Your room, the clothing that is all cotton, Mm -hmm. the all the food that is totally organic, plus around six uses during the day. All the medical visits, psychological visits, dental visits, um, nutritional visits are included. All the medical treatments regarding your problem and uh, dental testing is included the meeting of the whole medical group to analyze your particular case is included in the creation of a a specific program for you to return home with something concrete is also included in the return to San Diego. Wow. So when you consider that in the tremendous, this is more than a five-star hotel and spa besides being a fantastic hospital, is what you are really paying is really nothing comparing that in 3 days evaluations like 40 medical tests that we do you can spend near 10 thousand dollars in the United States oh easily not even like that being looked in the perspective that we look at you yeah, yeah.
2: That, that's a very conservative figure in terms yes, of uh-huh. in yeah, terms for the, of the amount benefit. of time
0: because you yeah. d- you over here you just never know what yeah. a test is going to cost unless you yeah. have the test done and then they say well this is how much it was and and uh, to mm. be this complete is uh, <laughs> makes definitely makes a big difference. Um, uh, Dr. Lanza Gorta, you, you're mentioning uh, again. I come back to the dental health here. So anybody who comes over there that will be included to the removal of uh, mercury fillings is that what you're saying?
1: No, no, this is a test in the three-day evaluation. Oh, the test, okay. Total yeah. analysis. Yes, okay. So, treatment programs, obviously, a person can go to their dentist there, find out how much is going to cost you for your dental work, then send that appraisal to the Eve dentist. They will tell you how much will it cost there. The difference is that we have a super sophisticated biological dentist. You can just come for the dental care without being at the hospital. Yeah. But while you are being worked, we have an oxygen mask on you, so you don't breathe the vapors. Uh-huh. We have a dam, so you don't swallow the pieces of mercury when they are being drilled. A with an IV to remove the mercury vapors from the blood. Yeah. And also a vacuum that sucks the air out the the gases and filters them, so they don't go into the room affecting the dentist nor the patient. And then we'll check the materials being used to see you are not allergic to them as to make sure that what you get in your mouth is not going to produce allergies. And you can send your estimate and we'll send you the estimate. And sometimes the saving is such a great savings that people will actually have enough money left over to do the three-day diagnosis besides that.
0: <laughs> well, it's uh, very well possible. That's uh, that's true. Well, it's uh, it's definitely wonderful to talk to you.
1: Thank you very much, and thank you, Dr. Jean, and everyone that was uh, kind enough to listen to these messages. We okay. hope to see you there, okay? All Have right. a beautiful day. Thank,
0: thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Talk to you soon.